Right. It's a bad sign when they rush you through the ER. <laughs> yeah. 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 Either either you already know that because your arm's falling off and you're splurting blood everywhere, or or you don't know and you're in pain and then uh, yeah, then you find out that yes, you're you're not doing very well. So I was like, yeah, yeah. it sucks, but it's uh, it's better to not be usually rushed rushed through the H the HR the, the HR. HR. You don't want to be rushed through HR either. You do want to be rushed rushed through HR. <laughs> God, you want to be rushed through HR as quickly as possible. Spend as little time with those people as you possibly have to. God. Well, episode seventy five. It's yeah. our bicentennial. We don't have Zach. He he has to do family stuff. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor, we love you, Zach. Thinking about you. We're thinking about you, what man. What do you want from us? What do you want from us? Per Zach's request. I'm always going to say that anytime you say you love anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of loving anybody, for Lifeline? Sure. It works. It rolls. It happens. We're a podcast about Lifetime movies with wine. I am fucking awesome, Stephanie. Life is really good right now. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Um, I am really needs a massage, Rachel. Me too. Did oh, you have man. one? Yeah, but that was like a month and a half ago. Yeah, I haven't. It's had not like it fixes before. everything. No, no, I need one a day. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't that be great? Or just like one a week. The first person I'd employ if I was super wealthy is not like a personal chef or a personal um, like assistant or housekeeper. It would be a massage therapist. Yeah, me too. That would be my first investment. I would keep them on staff. I would pay them. I would pay them one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, cover any medical costs they needed. Wow! Um, but they would also have to respond at three in the morning if I decided I needed a massage. So yeah, that's but fair. But if that's your only job, it's not that bad. Like no, it's really not. And you know, probably have a backup for. There's going to be occasionally the time where they're like indisposed. No. And oh, I mean, I'm paying okay. you. Good point. I'm, I'm letting you live in my house. You can have oh, okay. Food. I didn't catch that part. So they're oh, living yeah. with you. Yeah. No, okay. Oh, yeah. In my they're, closet. They're on house. St- in your closet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really know with what meatloaf. they need the money for. <laughs> I don't know what they need the money for because, like, they're living in my closet. I'm feeding yeah. them. And they're not allowed to go out because I might need them at any moment. So I'm not really <laughs> sure what they're doing with the money. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money. 120000 a year? Yeah. I mean, I'm rich. What do I care? Yeah. In this scenario. I mean, I also have a kidnapped human in my closet in this scenario so i don't think it's rooted in reality well if you're paying them they're not kidnapped though i mean i feel like even if you're paying somebody you do have to actually by law let them go sometimes i don't know anyway let's get back to this so 75 yeah episode 75 zach we love you we're pouring one out for you brother we hope you're doing okay yeah happy birthday to sess we love you Sess. sess thanks for tuning in Everybody, if you haven't yet, make sure you check out last week's episode where we discuss deadly misconduct. And Rach, it, it seems that they fixed their IMDb page since we were since we recorded the episode, which pisses me off because yeah, it makes us look like we're liars. Well, I also want to give a shout out to is it uh, Life Lifetime and Corked or something like that? Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah their podcast I'm, Lifetime and Corked, I think is what it's I think called. it yeah. is. And I, I'm so sorry if I just butchered your your name. I meant no no disrespect at all. Um, I'm just an idiot when it 
comes to to names and titles and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I I appreciate. I just wanted to give them a shout out because they gave us a shout out for saying, "Man, this was a horrible one to handle." And yes. So uh, thank you for for recognizing that. And uh, yeah, if you guys uh, ever choose to to do it, definitely let us know so we can hear your your hot takes as well. Because they may have. have they? I, mean, okay. I don't I know. Mean, I haven't. Yeah, I need to. I need to, to check look them out. Up, but I know. I know we've had this discussion that sometimes you don't want to listen to a similar podcast because right. you don't want to steal their ideas and their humor and by accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Because that would never be intentional. Because if because if we did it by accident without listening then at least it's like i didn't listen and so there's no way i could right i'm i'm not culpable my hands are up my, my hands, hands are up. yeah i'm driving with my knees yeah, yeah. i'm not culpable yeah uh, yeah no i loved so, that comment that was so yeah that was really sweet yeah very sweet especially because they could see us as competition which we're clearly not because they've been I mean, around so much like, longer but <laughs> i also feel like in the podcast world like it's probably easier to get along with podcasts of a similar vein than to compete. Because yeah. first of all, it's only going to, what is it about lifting all ships or boats up? Like, I mean... <laughs> I don't know the phrase. Oh, like like rising water lifts all boats or I don't know. Some, <laughs> oh, okay. Something. I uh, like it. But, but, you know, like, well, we're definitely not going to get on here and talk shit about anybody. Right. And, like, I think there's... There's so many podcasts in the world that I don't think there's any original podcast at this point anymore. Right. So might as well just get along with everybody and respect their art. And like I said, I mean, really the only reason I, and I know you as well, don't listen to them is because, uh, yeah, we don't want to, to rip any, accidentally rip anything off from, yeah. from them. So, yeah. but yeah, I really appreciated that. So if they, Me too. if anybody associated with that podcast listens, here's to you, buds. Yeah. Or lady buds. Yeah. Because as we just discussed, the word bud is gendered and you can only use it for males. <laughs> That's right. You have to specify if it's yeah. a lady bud or a bud yeah. girl. It's like like doctor or engineer or police officer or lawyer. Right. You have to be like female lawyer or a pilot. Pilot. You know, what do you call a female pilot? A female pilot. Yeah. Yeah. You're racist. You don't call. <laughs> exactly. Such a horrible joke. So episode 75, <laughs> we don't have a Zach today, unfortunately, so he can't do a fake summary. So we're just going to tell you what this movie is and what it's about. Tonight's movie is called The Babysitter's Seduction from 1996, which is a golden Wait, age. did you change the fucking thing again? No. Did because you, what 70, movie did you watch? 70, the, the That's our studio of, one. Oh my God. It says studio, but it says... 75 like it has it unless no babysitter seduction is 75 or 76 i wonder <laughs> okay so i i swear to god i looked at it like four or five times i really don't <laughs> what the hell happened maybe I... it's not updating for you I mean, it's there now, and I swear to God, I promise you I looked like four times. I completely, no, I trust you. When you're dealing with a shared document, it's fine. (sighs) Okay, no, it's okay. Okay, so how about you pretend you're Zach, and I'll talk about the the babysitter's seduction. Uh, Okay, okay. Does that work? Yeah, I actually thought about that earlier just because I was like, if I don't don't rewatch this movie uh, in time, I might have to pretend I'm Zach tonight. Um... (laughs) So, yeah, this will, God damn it, I wonder. Well, when you're dealing with shared documents, sometimes, you know, 
maybe there's a delay in getting updated. You know what? I see what's going on here. Lifetime is obviously paying Google to sabotage our our. Yes. But, but what they don't realize is it only makes us stronger. That's right, motherfuckers, oh. because we live for improv, and this is like the ultimate extempore extempor ex extemporization. So so extemporization ish that it's not even a word anymore. Can't so in a, in a way, in a way, Zach is here tonight with yeah. us. <laughs> Tonight, Zach tonight will be played by... <laughs> the Rachel. role of Zach will be the played by Rachel. Zach and the role of Rachel will also be played by <laughs> And Oh, you haven't seen uh, The Deuce. I was going to say, I'm kind of like our least favorite actor in The Deuce. Who plays oh, the Franco? Uh-huh. I will be Rachel Franco tonight with less less sexual assault. With just a little bit less yeah. sexual assault. I mean, come on. It's a good thing your <laughs> fingers can't reach me from Pflugerville because... Or can they? Oh, this is great. Okay, well, you know, in a way, I'm kind of glad you didn't watch this movie because there are some tough scenes because it involves... Okay, well, here. Okay. I'll just... Rachel, I'm going to tell you the name of tonight's movie, and I want you to tell us and the listeners at home what you think this movie is about based solely on the titles, Rachel Zach. All right. Let's go okay. here. Tonight's movie is called The Babysitter's Seduction from 1996. All right, Babysitter's Seduction. So here's what most people don't know. That's my change on what Zach normally Yeah, says. that's your take so, on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is a small cult in the Himalayans on the Nepal, not Nepalese, Nepalese side, mm -hmm. uh, who um, are, are, they seduce people by, by sitting on babies. They used to and, douche people? seduce oh seduce sorry of course <laughs> they seduce they seduce by sitting on yeah. babies and so a lot of <laughs> a lot of rich white and japanese businessmen uh -huh. uh, pay a, pay a lot of money to go over there and uh watch these babies get squashed and uh Haley joel osman of course uh he caught wind of this and so this is actually kind of a documentary because mm. Haley joel osman caught wind of this and now Haley Joel Osment, while he considers himself a feminist and is pro-life, no pro pro-choice. <laughs> uh, Careful! Fucking Christ. Uh, well, I I might be high. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, that I'm would work. Gonna, yeah, that would work. I'm, I think I'm I'll get high if you want me to, Rachel. <laughs> if that helps. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Haley Joel Osment, uh, he he considers himself a feminist and is pro-choice, but he does draw the line of abortion at six months outside of the womb. And that's usually the average age of these babies that are getting sat okay. on for seduction. So so Haley Joel Osment is like, dude, it's out of the womb. It's no longer a fetus. It's no longer an embryo. This is actually murder. So yeah. this is a documentary about Haley Joel Osment going into the Himalayas on the Nepalese side. Uh, I like that you specify it's on the Nepalese side. Well, you, you know, you don't want yeah. on the other Those, side. The, the Himalayas are huge, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, that you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forget what the other side is, what country that is. I don't know. Russia? I don't know. Kurzakistan? <laughs> uh, is that what it is? <laughs> um, very well could be. I mean, I I'm terrible my, at geography. I was going to say my Middle Eastern and geography is pretty bad. It's t um, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, and like the, yeah, where Russia, the Middle East, and where Asia and begins, and yeah. yeah, like it, it gets really murky, convoluted. Yeah. So yeah, Haley Joel Osment 
He's got to he's got to get over there to to find these what they call baby Johns. So they're not like they're not baby Johns. Johns. Yeah. yeah, because you know they're being seduced by baby squishing. Um, so which also takes the whole calling baby squishies to a whole nother level. It's really like it, there's a lot of layers here. Um, yeah. But he he has to stop off in uh in the Czech Republic. Right. And uh, he goes to Prague. And uh, he gets diverted by a uh, carousel salesman. Oh, um, This guy just sells the horse parts of the, the, the carousels. Okay. Um, and so there's this whole montage in the documentary of Haley Joel Osment and this guy getting drunk and riding the carousel horses, like, all <laughs> over Prague. Um, they straighten it up. They straighten it up, and then they go to the Nepali side of the Himalayas. Yeah. And it's not really quite what you call hilarity, but if it mm. wasn't so tragic, it might be kind of funny. Because, you know, seeing, like, these these this this tribe of people sitting on babies, if they were just stuffed animals, it would be pretty funny. But it, <laughs> it's babies, so. Uh, but they And these they, babies are dying, right? I, they're not doing well. Like, okay. some of them, most of them live, but they've they got, aren't like, thriving. faces. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, yeah, because they sometimes use the same baby over and over again. It's <laughs> Um, so they're not, they're not well taken care of babies, I would say. Yeah. Uh, they're losing oxygen to the brain. Yeah. And... Yeah. By nine, 10 months, the babies are just kind of tossed out on the street. Cause you know, they're not youthful and plump anymore. They're just yeah. kind of squished and like, they look like, uh, if you took a, uh, took a balloon and filled it with cornstarch, just kind of lumpy and like malleable. And so, you know, these babies are then just thrown to like orphanages and, Life doesn't get better after that. Uh, it's very dark, very dark. So yeah, Haley Joel Osment go- gets there, and uh, he actually gets the attention of Angelina Jolie. Oh, and good. She even brings on Brad Pitt, and then he calls George Clooney, and George Clooney gets his wife involved, and uh, they 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 prosecute these these baby Johns. Sorry, real quick. So in in what year were Brad and Jelena still a thing while George was married to a mall? Oh no, no. They, okay. they like no, this is this is modern day. This is like oh, this was okay. like this was right before the pandemic. Uh, okay, so Brad yeah. and Ange are still buds. Yeah, she just like, well, okay. I mean, this is a serious enough problem that it brings yeah. a lot of people together. They need to come together what okay. their personal relations are. Um, Got it. Yeah. Okay. Jennifer cool. Aniston even shows up in one scene, right. but she's Love she's her. Not, yeah, I mean, she's great, but she's not really doing anything. She just keeps wiping a vino uh, lotion on all the babies and stuff. Like, I mean, well, I guess, like... She's Greek, so what good is she going to do anyway? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kim Kardashian also shows up oh, yeah. at a point. Uh, because she, she's she's learning from George Clooney's wife how to okay. be a lawyer. Um, oh, yeah, because, you know, she had the grand dream of becoming a lawyer at one point. Really? I didn't know this. Okay. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, it just made me... Don't, I don't know much about the Kardashians. I try hard not to. Unfortunately, I go to the grocery store and they're in my face. Like, yeah, you accidentally anymore. are keeping up with them. Yes, God, I know. I was trying to keep down with them um, and it didn't work. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, they, they, they prosecuted uh, the baby Johns. And then, you know, th- this tribe, like... They don't try to, like, come in and implement, like, you know, capitalism or anything, but they try to help the tribe really, like, utilize other resources um, to to establish um, a a more um, compassionate economy. And Uh so, yeah, they they now uh, they now make Tom's the shoes. (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. but then what does this do for the the, the baby Johns who like oh, to be no, seduced? They're all prosecuted. They're, they're, they're prosecuted. They're, they're, okay. They're good. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. They're gone okay. So not just the people yeah. who were doing the sitting, but also the baby Johns were. Yeah. So okay. the people who were doing the sitting and the babies and everything, uh, they they now have the luxurious life of working at a Tom's factory because they didn't so, know any better. They, yeah. So. Like, well, they were just trying to make a living, right? So, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to tough say over they there. Didn't quote unquote know any better, but they were they were trying to make a living. But yeah, yeah, and the de- uh, yeah, Tom's luckily came in, set up a factory, and now they all work 12 to 15 hour days uh, Great. sewing Tom's shoes together. Um, Great. Yeah, and they're they're so much happier. Whereas oh, they only good. had to sit on a baby for 30 minutes a day and they would make like 10,000. Uh, they work for 15 cents a day uh, for 15 hours. But you know what? No babies were harmed in the making of that. So. Not anymore. Even, even even the babies work though. Like yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it was it was really an uplifting documentary. Uh, there was a lot of thrills, a lot of chills. Uh, you really you didn't know how it was gonna go, and yeah. uh, they they followed up on some of the babies, and some of them are now college professors at uh, Phoenix University. <laughs> I was gonna say Texas A and M, but yeah. <laughs> Better. Fuck you, <laughs> Fuck you Aggies. <laughs> uh, That's great. No, they're not. They're they're not that low. They work for Phoenix. Okay, University. they're at Phoenix yeah. University. Good, good. Wow. Um, yeah, that That's is the babysitter seduction. Seduction. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, Zach Rachel, Zach Rachel, you 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 got a lot of this right. Good. Good. But also, you got a lot of it wrong. Oh well. That's- <laughs> So, let me tell you the real summary. Michelle Winston is happy to babysit for the Bertrand family, and when the mother of the family, Sally, is found dead in an apparent suicide, Michelle devotes all her time to caring for the grieving widower, Bill. However, Michelle soon starts to realize that she is the prime suspect in Sally's murder. Oh, man. I, uh, I, I'm sad. I, I might watch this after we're done. Uh, yeah, I would like I'll, for you to, yeah. yeah. I might, and then when we're actually in studio again. Woo, we'll talk about it. 76. I, uh, I, uh, I'll give a, give a hot take on this one, but I. Great. I, I mean, I am ready for some spoilers. Like, let's. Awesome. So this is directed by David Burton Morris. Most of what he's directed has been TV movies. Uh, he directed something called The Almost Perfect Bank Robbery. So, Rach, the lead character is Michelle Winston in this movie, and she is portrayed by Carrie Russell. Uh, like the legit Carrie Russell? The actual Carrie and Russell. I've 1996 Carrie Russell, yeah. And I've missed this. It's okay. You'll watch it, and then you'll give us your hot take on the next episode. It's fine. I, I can't wait to hear your hot take on it. So, Carrie Russell, she was in Felicity, which I never saw. Rach, did you ever watch that? I have not. No, I've never seen it. I never but saw I, it. I do like the the controversial story. Not it's not a controversial story, but when she chopped off all her hair and like the oh, yeah! hair or whatever, it was like you don't fucking right. ever do that again. Oh, and, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I was so proud. I, like I never watched the show, but that was the moment that like. I really knew who this woman was and had respect for her. And then she went on to do your, one of your favorite shows, The Americans. The Americans. Yeah. She's, she was, she's incredible in it. I yeah. don't know if she's won the Emmy. I know she's been nominated. I know Matthew Reese, her husband, both in the show and in real life, 
uh, has won at least one Emmy for that show. Incredible fucking show. Now, let me so just good. ask you really quickly, and I know yeah. this is so off our topic, the That's daughter okay. in that show, do you hate the daughter in that show? Um. Okay, so it's interesting you say that because, you know, like Ozark and The Sopranos, like where you have these stories about these families who are also doing crime, yeah. uh, but they're also a family. And that's part of what makes the show so good is because yeah. they're balancing these two kind of lives. And I've noticed a common trait is that the daughter is a pain in the ass. The The daughter in Ozark, Charlotte. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, Charlotte and she's written to be that way, you yeah. know, yeah. which makes sense because teenage girls are obviously, you know, they're not going to put up with your shit. Yeah. Um. And uh, and yeah, she does. And I forgot her name in the Americans who plays the daughter, but she she does she does get like that. So the character does sometimes really infuriate me because she doesn't understand. Her parents are in the KGB, like and she's, she, she's trying to develop a sense of personality and independence, but her parents being in a much larger, like a much larger and complex environment, isn't really registering with her and. Kind that's of, kind of how I feel about Charlotte. Like Charlotte's very self righteous and yeah. gets that her parents are like really in the wrong, but declaring that is not to her benefit or her family. In, in a way, yeah. With with uh, with the Americans, it's more like from their point of view, they aren't in the wrong. You know, they're doing something. Right. They're doing the what's best for Mother Russia for their country. Yeah. But what's so frustrating to me is, of course, they keep this secret from them. And these might be spoilers, but I'm not done with the show yet. So, I mean, I'm like only three seasons in. But for a while, the kids don't know that they're in the KGB. They think they were, they're Americans. You know, the kids yeah. were born in America. But then eventually she finds out. And so they have to come clean and tell her. And I get so concerned because she doesn't understand the importance of this. Like, this is, her parents could be killed right. if, if that got out. And she doesn't seem to get that. So I just, uh, it's frustrating to me that, and and with Charlotte too, how she doesn't quite understand the severity of the situation. And it's more about her own selfish needs and wants. And that having a big mouth could literally kill her parents. Loose lips sink ships. Exactly. So if you're going to be in the KGB, don't have kids. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a solid, solid advice for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. the uh, the only reason I asked is because the actress one day passed my brother and, and his girlfriend, Lindsay, and their dog and stopped and pet, petted their dog and was like, oh, my God, I love your dog. He's so cute. Aww. And my brother was like grinding his teeth and was like, oh, yeah, well, I hate your character. I, of course, did not say that. But, uh, but, That's yeah. hilarious. So, and, my, and my sister, like my brother texted me and my sister this and my, my sister agreed. And I was like, oh, fuck, I've never seen it. So I don't really, oh. I can't contribute. But my sister was like, yeah, she's the worst. And uh, she's pretty bad. She starts to get really religious and yeah. she wants to go to church. And Matthew Reese is like, no, you're not. Because they're, they're, you know, they, they're they think Christian. Communists. They're atheist communists, and they think that, that Christianity is going to destroy. And, and, and oh, so you know, for my mom too. My right? Mom yeah, pretty much. Maybe and my mom was in the KGB. That maybe she. Maybe lot. she. Yeah, which means she still is. It would explain. Yeah, it would explain why she was always speaking Russian, and we were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like going into the basement, and putting on wigs, and yeah. yeah, and she was always talking into her wristwatch, and we just thought she was. We called her crazy old. Mom, we just thought she was not crazy old mom. <laughs> so anyway, back to this piece of shit. Anyway, maybe. yeah. So it's a piece of shit. well, I mean, we've talked about. Well, I mean, it's it's actually it's decent. I feel the I feel the acting is for 1996 Lifetime movie. 
I feel like the acting was passable. So we have Bill Bartron as the dad of that family that she's babysitting for, played by Stephen Collins, who is probably best known for Seventh Heaven. Very recognizable face. Is that the the dad from Seventh Heaven? I think so. I okay, never saw so Seventh also, Heaven. Like, kind yeah. of at his, uh, the height of his career as well. I'm going to look this up. It's yeah. Yeah. Deadly baby daughter. Deadly baby daughter. <laughs> the babysitter's seduction. Yeah. There, there's a there's a ton of names in this. Tobin Bell plays Detective Frank O'Keefe, who is Tobin Bell is Jigsaw, and we didn't really mention this when we did the Bambi Bambenic story, the Calendar Girl cop killer. Jigsaw was in that. Tobin Bell played a cop in did. that movie. Uh, that seems... Did we mention it? I think we did. It might have gotten cut out. I don't remember, but but yeah, he's in this. He does a great job in this. And Felicia Rashad is Detective Kate Jacobs, who's that also is, working this case. That is Miss 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 Lloyd. Huxtable. Huxtable. It's Claire Huxtable. Yeah, who. I love her. She Her presence in anything just gives you this calm sense. However... That's funny because I think of her as very fierce. But I oh. hate to say this, no fault of her own. Mm-hmm. Uh, just by association now, anybody who's been... Who was on the Cosby show, I kind of like reel. I'm like, oh. You're like, what did you... What did, did you, you know? Yeah, what or, what ha- or what happened to you maybe yeah. that you... You know, yeah, exactly. Well, the problem is though is that Felicia Rashad, she doesn't have a very good character. They they have these two cops investigating this murder, which initially seems like a suicide, but they didn't really need the two cops. I feel like they just kind of created the Felicia Rashad character to maybe add some some femininity and a, and a strong, a diverse black woman, you know, but she doesn't do a good job and i think that that i don't think it's her fault i think it's the script and i think who, it's who the director the oh you said tobin bell. yeah right. tobin bell yeah he does a good job yeah so the the reviews are 44 percent on rotten tomatoes and 5.6 out of imdb harry russell is 18 and is senior in high school she's a swimmer and she's getting a sports scholarship she's just started babysitting for this family the bertrands bill and sally who seem like the perfect family and they have uh, two kids, a, a boy and a girl. Then one day, Michelle is Carrie Russell's character. Michelle discovers Sally dead on the ground. So that's one of the murders. We have two murders total, but one of the murders is Sally. Oh, I don't get uh, a fuck murder tally? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Here's the fuck murder tally. Fuck murder tally. Zero actual fucks, but there are a handful of implied fucks between Carrie Russell and Bill Bertrand. That's so where the seduction he, he's comes not in. Not as Christian as he wants you to believe. Not on Seventh Heaven. Maybe he was he was taking a divergence from this character. I guess that he was playing on Seventh he was Heaven. Kind of doing a uh, Bill Saget. Bill Saget. Bob Bill Saget. Saget. You know, Bill but, Saget. His yeah, Bob's brother. Bob's yeah. Brother. Uh, <laughs> Bob Saget. Like, I, I yeah. Mean, who, who I wouldn't be surprised. Like he's an actor. Like I don't know. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, but sometimes, especially in the, you know, 80s and 90s, it was, you really had to kind of break out of, you know, stereotypes of whatever characters you played before. Oh, yeah, yeah, once, before. You, once you were the good, sweet, wholesome dad. Yeah, because people, people had sensitivities and they didn't want, they didn't want to know that Bob Saget knew the word cunt. Because Dude, the first time I ever saw his stand-up, I was like, what? I know, the first time <laughs> anybody ever heard about who he really was. Have we talked about doing the, uh, the, um... Oh, the Unauthorized yes. Full House? Yes. I, it's on the list. We should do okay. it. Yeah, I, okay. we should do that yeah. soon. Yeah, because I, I do think that, that they, uh, and I know that Bob Saget probably doesn't give a fuck, 
but they uh, they try to paint him out as like way worse than I, not way worse, but that he wasn't appreciated on set, that he was like super inappropriate. And I oh. believe that's true. But come on, you're working with a bunch of crew. Like there's yeah. no way that they would be like, oh man, this guy, this guy here, like this is a wholesome family show. Yeah. Like, no, that crew was also like probably pounding beers in between. Of course. You know, shots and so. Yeah, the material yeah. does not matter. Yeah. You know, you're still yeah. a crew. Yeah. You know exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, so zero actual fucks, a few implied fucks. There's one uncomfortable closet makeout session with some really deep throat tonguing. So then there's two murders. We have Sally Bertrand and then Paul Richards, her lover. We find out later she was having an affair. He gets murdered and he's buried at sea. He sleeps with the fishes? He sleeps with the fishes. Does he yeah. wear cement shoes? He doesn't. He was just killed and then wrapped in a tarp and thrown into the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's honestly probably a, a better way to die. Like, actually, you know what? It's a better way to I'm... dispose of the body anyway. Yeah, that's, I mean... yeah, like, not die. I don't want to die by yeah. drowning in the sea. But, like, I've always been really opposed to burial. And I was always afraid yeah. of being cremated. Because, like, what if I was still actually alive? Um, I know you wouldn't be at that point. I know that's almost impossible, but because they embalm you first, I think, especially if you have a viewing. Hey, sometimes I mean, I I drink a lot in my life. I don't know what. <laughs> and you sleep really heavily. So I do. I'm a good yeah. little sleeper. But I am. I will say, I am a mover when I sleep. I'm a very. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the reasons I sleep so deeply and so much is because I'm a very active dreamer. Yeah. Um. So I'm a wiggle wiggle worm in my wiggle worm. In my, yeah, in my sleep, like. I will sleep one night in a bed and you'll come in and be like, oh my God, was Motley Crue from the 80s here? The sheets are all pulled off and the windows open. Somehow there's like 12 bras just spread around. TV's smashed. Yeah. Yeah. There's a pile of cocaine. I'm like, where did that even come from? How do you store cocaine in your sleep without waking up, Rachel? Dude, I'm very deep sleeper that's uh, hilarious yeah i i can definitely say easily i have almost no issues sleeping on very rare occasion do i um i'm, I'm a good like i'm the opposite i know yeah and i'm actually jealous i like i love my dreams my dreams are really great yeah because like i also have very vivid nightmares a lot but they're so fascinating like who right who was in my brain last night? Because my brain's not that cool. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to this. Yeah. No, I, I miss I miss dreaming. Dreaming. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'll go through tropes, okay. and this will kind of help tell the story. So we have uh, ambiguous wealth. There's a scene where Michelle is babysitting, and her boyfriend shows up, and he says, "What does he do?" And Michelle says, "He makes money and lots of it." She has some interesting conceptions of what makes a happy life and all she wants is to someday have all this money and she's kind of seduced by that lifestyle this is so weird because i used to have a friend uh here in austin named michelle who was a nanny for a very wealthy westlake family and uh-huh. i would fill in sometimes as a babysitter and oh, yeah any, anytime i asked her what he did she was like you know computer stuff and that's all she would ever tell me and he was a lifetime movie uh, and well, then, uh, him and his wife did get divorced and then Michelle started dating the dad and all she wanted. And she, she would date much older men who were very wealthy and she would tell them when they'd ask her like, Oh, what are you looking for? She's like, somebody who'll buy me shoes and purses. Oh my and, God. But here's the thing. 
I respected her for at least being honest. She yeah, at least she's like, honest. Yeah. I, she was like, I'm looking for a business deal. Like, what yeah. are you looking for? Like, I'm a very cute, attractive, late 20s. You're an older man who, you know, still decent looking, but you have a shit ton of money. You probably already tried the marriage thing with kids. You probably already found the love of your life. Didn't work out. Do you want that? Mm-hmm. Or do you want a pretty girl that you can spend a ton of money on and show off and like, so like, I mean, they're business deals. And yeah. You know yeah. Hey, like if that's all you want out of life, that's good for you. You know what you're you honest you're about to, it. Yeah. And you're, you're getting what you want. I mean, yeah. you know, some people want to help other people. They go and get what they want. I can't criticize somebody who just wants shoes and purses. I mean, and, and is honest about it. Yeah, I feel that I guess I feel the term gold digger really only applies to somebody who's dishonest about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I also feel like, you know what, if you are a gold digger, I don't know necessarily know if that's like a, a bad thing. I mean, who isn't a gold digger? Like you're a gold digger at your job. People like, you know, climb corporate ladders and stuff like people want to make money. So, I mean, we yeah. all have our thing, right? Also, you talk to me in like two weeks and I'll be like, gold digger is fucking the worst. So, yeah. you know, I don't really have yeah. convictions. I don't care either way. <laughs> well, we have midriff and torsos. We have a giant bowl of citrus. Gi- like seriously giant bowl of citrus. Oh, like I it's not like, even a bowl. I, I feel like we haven't had a, a bowl of citrus in a while. We haven't had a good bowl of citrus in a long time. It was like grapefruit, oranges. It was all sorts of this tropical citrus fruit. It was like a cornucopia. It was like a glass cornucopia of citrus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they knew that we had been lacking and they are like, here you go. Oh my gosh. Here you go, Lifeline. Here's your vitamin C and zinc all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, you could OD on it. We have a missing father uh, because Mich- we don't know where Michelle's father is. He's just, we see her mom. She's got a brother, I think, but we don't know where her father is, if he's even alive. Uh, we have several instances of a shot where the person is talking to the person, but the, the person they're talking to is behind, behind them. them. Their back is facing them, and there's just for the sake of a cool camera shot. Uh, I don't know what to call that. We should come up with a name for it. Hey, but, but uh, Saturday at your birthday party, will you mm-hmm. only speak to me like that? Yes. Like every time we start to talk, you'll just turn your back and like walk three feet in front of me. And I'll have a very <laughs> yeah. like, I'll look like I'm constipated all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'll be talking talk- really intently about yeah. something. Yeah. The great part about this is that there is a scene where... Felicia Rashad is talking to Paul Richards, who is the guy who is having the affair with the dead woman, the dead married woman. And he's on, they're on his boat. He has his boat. And it's, it's, she, it's at the she dock. Was, she was alive when they were having the affair. They were right? alive when oh, they okay. were having okay. the affair. Okay. Yes. It wasn't post, yeah, post-mortem affair. I like That's, that you yeah. always said post-corp. Post-coita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're on his boat and it's docked, but she's interviewing, she's talking to him and he's doing that. Where he's his back's to her, and we see his face, and she's behind him, and he's talking. He's like, I loved her. I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. And then Felicia Rashad says something, and then he turns around, and we see, as he turns around, he wasn't staring off to the sea or to the dock or to the mountains or anything. He was staring, apparently, if we were to believe this setup, he was staring into the window of his own cabin of his boat <laughs> with the curtain shut three inches from his face. To be so, fair, he may have been looking at his own reflection, you know? Like, he may have been. Yeah, yeah, depending on the way the light was shining and stuff. Yeah. It may have been his own reflection. Maybe he was looking into his own eyes. And he was, he was like, like, yeah, exactly. Right. He didn't seem like that good of a guy, so it's very possible that he was very yeah. himself. Maybe, yeah, maybe Wait. he was actually talking about himself to himself in the window. 
He may have been. He forgot Felicia Rashad was even there. (laughs) Who the fuck are you? Why are you on my boat? Get off. What's great about this movie? Felicia Felicia Rashad. What's great about this movie? So it took. So this was filmed in '96, which is when the internet was still kind of new, and nobody really knew how it worked. So especially the people making the movie. And so we have these this easy hacking. He goes to a website and he clicks on a link and he's like, "Yes, I'm in." But he's just on their website, you know. (laughs) He's the and the greatest part is that he. He calls this this agency, this uh, private investigator agency, as Bill Bartrand trying to get information on whatever he was getting from this agency. And so he calls them and he says, yes, it's Bill Bartrand. Can you send me my files? I lost them. And the woman on the phone says, oh, they're archived, but I can modem it over to your computer. <laughs> Best line. Because in 1996, you think... Okay, internet. I have. I have a little. I have email now. I have a modem. You yeah. modem. You modem it to your computer. I, yes, I'm, that sounds yeah, right. Yeah, I'm trying to unwrap that sentence. Like, yeah. I mean, she would have just said, "I could email them to you," like in normal day. You know. Yeah, I mean, but you know, like like you said, it was 1996. I mean, there was. I saw a prediction somewhere. Like, I I I have transitioned from spending way too much time on BuzzFeed to way too much time on uh, Board Panda. Ford Panda mm-hmm. Forest slash Lifeline. Um, <laughs> uh, and there was uh, statements or predictions that didn't age well. And oh, one yeah. was from some, like, economist or something that was like, this internet's a fleeting thing. And yeah. So, yeah, that's, and, you know, that was that was a statement that was probably made, like, 93 to 96, somewhere in there. Yeah, and yeah. And so, yeah, I, I could see that, that we didn't have any real terminology, like, universal terminology yet, because even though, what, the internet was invented, like, in the, I don't even know, 70s, like 70s or something. Yeah. yeah, generalized public did not know about it until the mid-90s. Yeah. And even then, like... I was looking today and I saw that I had been an Amazon customer since 2004. And I was like, wow, Whoa, I was like super progressive. That is like, progressive. How was I, how have I been an Amazon customer literally think, 17 years? I wonder how long it's been for, I would say like probably 2010 for me. Yeah. You, you'd, I, you'd probably be maybe. really surprised. It, it, yeah. It tells you like when you go on the homepage, it's always like, welcome back, Rachel Wilcox member since blah 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 year and i was like i've never seen that it's not showing that to me let's see go to a and that's the year i moved to austin so that's and, yeah and you're like you moved college. to austin you got an amazon account well, I, and i graduated college so i was like i guess i thought that i was going to be in the money how do i find this here, let me see. here I'll, uh, I'll i'll just oh. I'll, I'll quote unquote screenshot this to you and were you gonna modem it to my computer i'm, I'm gonna modem it it's so weird it doesn't yeah hmm. here there we go where do you hi rachel no your recent order facts don't care about your feel you got a, you bought a ben shapiro book i sent it to my dad that's not mine okay huh customers... did i oh oh here book? it is i found it customer since 2003 oh look at you okay because it shows in the recent order okay that's what yeah i was looking for a column okay Oh shit! I did order a Ben Shapiro book. No, oh, no, bring that back, bring that back, because I accidentally sent that to my dad. Well, whoops. <laughs> oh wow! Well, I'll All have right, to explain that. Maybe if my mom can intercept it for me. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, That's hilarious. Oops. Yeah, I'm gonna. Maybe um, you can. He'll take it as a gag gift. 
Yeah. Yeah. So That's hilarious. Whoops. Didn't mean to order that. I think I just saw the, the, the title. I think that's what happened is I saw the title and I was like, oh, yeah, this seems. Oh, we'll like that. Because, because facts don't care about your feelings. Right. But but you wouldn't think that that's something that Ben like, Shapiro would exactly, say. Exactly. Exactly. So I because think I he's just going through like. Definitely not fact based. Exactly. So. so I think that's why. Um, I bet, yeah. you know, facts is supposed to be in quotation marks. <laughs> it's I actually bet. Fox doesn't care about <laughs> Which is not wrong. No, not wrong at all. Fox doesn't no. give a fox. Doesn't give fox a don't give a fox. <laughs> fox doesn't give a fox about fox. Facts. Oh, man. Well, uh, there's some time travel. There also, we have a new one that I'd like to introduce to the tropes. Killer gloves. When someone puts mm. on the gloves for killing, which is a also a Columbo trope. And there are some elements of this film that reminded me of Columbo, except for it was more from... You know, usually it's from the point of view of where you see the murder happen and you see Columbo moving in. This is more like it's still a whodunit as opposed to a how catch him. But sorry, no, it's uh, okay. I was I the how done it who catch him. But I just thought of a great idea for some of our first merch: Lifeline black baseball stalker cap. With, yes, with black gloves with Lifeline and their Lifeline murder gloves. So you've got a hat. And oh, gloves. with the yes hat and gloves oh that's black great because yeah like i because i thought of like definitely black stalker baseball caps with like yeah. the, the logo Maybe on the back or the, something i was gonna say the logo underneath or yeah on the back yeah and then, yeah and then the lifeline stalker yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh i love lifeline stalker love I it mean, they're more of a novelty than like a unless sure. you want to murder with them you you then, are allowed to murder with them we won't tell you what to do with our yeah merch. like i mean I'm not telling you to murder anybody, but if you do want to murder with them, that's your choice. Like, yeah, I, I'm we not can't stop you. Murder, yeah, I can't stop you. Like, I don't if you want to, if you want to fly a plane into a building on behalf no, of us, that's just Ada, and that's... we've talked about it. You have to give her the right. You have to give her the right treats to motivate her for that. <laughs> Got to get a clicker, Ada. <laughs> Ada. It takes a lot of training for Ada to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, she's wily. She's like a Shiba. You gotta. She's stubborn. <laughs> she's smart. Yeah. Uh, she's too smart to train, she, honestly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So essentially, we discover that Bill is the bad guy who's the husband. He, he murdered his wife. He found out that she was having an affair. But what's great about this movie, I, what I really appreciate about this film, the reveal. I think it's really well done. Um, there, is there a is musical this. Musical number? Yes, they're like, he did it. He did it. It's like yada, Chicago. Yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> he had it com- she had it coming. Yeah. We see this heartbroken widower. His his wife is murdered. And, you you know, it's it's done really well in that you believe that, you know, he's heartbroken. He's good friends with Frank, who's Jigsaw, who's also a cop. And he starts, he, he's, he's grieving. And Michelle comes on. And helps take care of the kids more more often. And then they kind of start having this... She's taken with him. And she is loves the fact that this lifestyle that they have. You know, yeah, she loves that. Yeah, he's a sophisticated older man. He yeah. has children, so he must be, like, in touch. He's mature. He knows things. Right. 
probably is much better at the sexy time than most men her age or children. Oh her yeah. Age, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah, he, we see this seduction occur and we see this, she's falling for him. He gives her jewelry that belonged to Sally, his wife. And at first the writers want you to think that he's actually heartbroken and, and kind of just, uh, falling for Michelle because he's feeling vulnerable. Well, it turns out he's setting her up. He creates this narrative to where she she kind of she falls for him, but he's telling Frank and the authorities different stories. Like he stole my I wife's like, jewelry. I like this guy. I like yeah. This guy. And what creepy, one thing I re- smart creepy and smart. Yeah, and there are there is one seduction scene that you're gonna hate because well, there's all the seduction scenes you'll hate. But I mean, I it, am usually against like. 18 and like 40 and 49 year olds yeah Yeah, or whatever how old it's not my favorite yeah there yeah it but it's it the reveal the reveal is 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 well done i think maybe to the casual viewer the the way the reveal is done is it's so slowly done that i think that some people may catch it early on some people may catch it at some point and then there's obviously at one point where you know for sure that he's been setting her up but i feel that given the type of viewer and given how much they're paying attention, that there may be varying levels of catching on for the viewer. So that's one thing I appreciate about, about the film and how it was done. However, yeah, we, um, we see some really, there's a part where he hog ties Michelle with her own stockings. You think he might be about to rape her, but he's just taking her stockings off and he hog ties her. That's not fun for most people. Not at all. Not at all. It's not fun for hogs. No. You know, hog tying. So hog tying, as we know it, is just like arms behind back, leg, uh, feet up, and just you you got your feet and your arms tied together. Did you know that originally hog tying included putting the feet up and tying them around the neck so you would eventually die from being hog tied? For like the hogs or for like humans? For people, sorry, for people. Yeah, not for Oh, hogs. that's fine. As long as it was oh, okay. pigs. Yeah, I don't care right. people. Wait, was this actually done to people? This was actually done to people. I learned, I mean, that yeah. Seem a little cruel. Like, yeah, because eventually they would die because they would uh, suffocate because their like, legs uh, were up like, around their neck. Isn't and that what happens when you. With crucifixion. Uh, with crucifixion, yeah, you just. Your lungs suffocate. fill with water. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very slow, painful death. I would imagine, yeah, there's a lot of vomiting involved in that. A lot of, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's vomiting, no good. You just like, choke to death. Yeah. But much like Jesus, I would imagine you would get good abs out of it. Yeah, and you'd come Jesus back after abs. three days. Yeah. Oh, and I bet his abs look awesome. From yeah. all that, like, not eating and then, like, vomiting and, and then the Right, yeah. the curling. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet those were some sexy abs. Good job, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I had been there. You probably were pretty smelly after being dead for three days, but those abs were probably worth looking. At. Probably needed to brush his teeth. Yeah, that's probably true. He probably you could know. have probably used uh, like an Invisalign or two. I can't imagine mm-hmm. his teeth look just naturally great. Anyway. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. he was the son of God, so maybe he helped out. He's like, I'll pay for your instant braces. I mean, just... then why? Like, eh, there's a lot I don't understand about that whole mess. Like, like why let him die? Like, uh, like what? It's to prove a point, Rachel's to save humankind. I guess we why got didn't saved. Why did you just fucking save humankind? I know. 
Like, I, yeah. You're you're an almighty god. Like you can do whatever you fucking want. That was you always can. the question I had growing up. Yeah. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. And like and and also look, Noah. Here's the deal about your arc. How did you know about every fucking animal? Like and how I did mean, you keep them from eating each other? Because I look, Noah. I'm just asking for training tips at this point because I have yeah. four fucking dogs in my house. And I'm always five if you count Ray. Yeah, five if you count Ray. And Ray is the one that I'm most worried about attacking the others. When I only had three dogs and a cat, I couldn't keep the dogs out of the litter box. So how did you fucking do? And what did you do with their their defecation? Like, did you use it for fuel? Did you just Um, throw it in the sea? Yeah, and like even even their shit doesn't matter. Really, what did you do with the urine? That seems so unsanitary. Yeah, yeah, and. The mammals were menstruating, so, like, you were exactly. just floating around with a boat full of shit, piss, and period blood? Yeah, and, and animals in heat. Yeah, I would have been asking God to drown me. I would have, I would have yeah. jumped off that goddamn ark. I would have yeah. been like, you know what, this is fucking nasty. Noah, email us at lifefindpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Is your name Noah? That will take that do you, too. Do you know uh, what's up with that? Do you know uh, what's up? No. <laughs> God. Yeah. Okay. And this is a good time to say also, please go to our, um, go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and leave us a really quick review. We didn't ask that at the beginning. We usually do. Uh, we you, have not. Are you into blasphemy? Yeah. Then give us yeah. money. Yeah. And give us, yeah. Yeah. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash lifeline podcast, and you'll get all sorts of bonus content. So anyway, back to this movie. Right. So um, so essentially, we discover that Bill's been trying to set up the babysitter. Felicia Rashad and Frank, both cops, figured this out because, so again, sort of new technology. He has a cell phone, mm. uh, which, you know, was kind of newish in 96. That's but he, pretty, yeah, actually, no, that's, yeah, pretty yeah, damn new. That's pretty damn new, yeah. I I there were this. car phones, I think, yeah. were kind of how they started, and then yeah. they became phones that you could take out of the car. Yeah. But yeah, he, when he murders her, uh, something about the phone rings or something, he accidentally calls, and he, or he, he hears Michelle coming in, and so he leaves a voicemail to make it sound, or sorry, not a voicemail, answering machine message. Very yeah. different thing. Uh, so it sounds like he wasn't there when it happened, like he was in the car. But they were able to, I guess, trace the call to see that he made the call in the house. So he murdered his wife after he, he discovered she was He didn't, he didn't know about those damn towers. Those towers will get you all the time. Every time. Look Every at, time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, cereal. What was cereal. his name? Uh, uh, no, I, I was trying to think of that too because C- actually, Amal. No, uh, 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 it does <laughs> definitely definitely start with an A. Uh, and I was actually talking to my coworker about this today because oh, Handjob Maria. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but Handjob Maria and I were were talking about um, murder podcast because you know Handjob Maria is also a white girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know, but yeah, she was telling me that because she listens to podcasts like so sporadically and everything. The yeah. continuous she can't listen to. Um, so we were talking about because I asked her if she'd ever listened to Serial, and I was like, oh, it was so good. And then I was trying to remember their names earlier today. So, and I could not remember. Hi, Hyman Lee. Hi, oh, Heyman Lee. Heyman Lee. Yeah. Uh, Adnan Syed. Adnan. Yes. Thank you. Fuck. Maria was asking me what my conclusion was, and I was like, you know what? I don't know. But if somebody said you have to decide in this moment, I would say not guilty because there's a reasonable right. doubt. There's a very like reasonable a huge doubt. Reasonable and doubt. what's his buddy's name? The guy, uh, he's hiding something. Um, remember the, his his pot smoking guy, friend? Yeah, the guy who was kind of a scumbag. 
Um, yeah, who who story kept changing. Yeah. But who wouldn't talk. Yep. Yeah. Jay. Jay, yes, that was Jay good. Wilds. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Uh, he knows so, he knows more than he's letting on. So anyway, yeah. this movie ends with um the cops figuring it out and realizing that they were trying to pin it on Michelle. So uh did you have like a favorite scene? In this movie? Uh, no, I mean, I feel like the quotes... Oh, yeah, so here, let me get to... that. This is this is the best quote. There is a point where... So originally I thought I can modem it over to your computer. On first watch, I thought that was the best quote. No. There is a point where Michelle is tied up by Bill, and she escapes, she and she tries... Is she hogtied at this point? She was hogtied, but okay. she got out of it. So she escapes, and she calls 911. But Bill intercepts and grabs the phone. And he talks to the operator. He says, I'm so sorry. This was a mistake. It won't happen again. And the 911 operator says, please see that it doesn't. <laughs> again. Fuck you, 911 operator. 1996. They're like, okay, I believe you. Yeah. Please see that it doesn't happen again. It was just so. I don't know. Because like it was life... such a tense scene. Yeah. You know? And yeah. It was hilarious. I feel like Lifeline would still use that line for sure. Like. There are so many things in Lifeline, Lifetime movies that are so convenient and out there that, yeah, yeah, and and just just completely against reality. Yeah. uh, Yeah, so I I wouldn't be surprised if a Lifetime movie also used that same scenario in a more modern movie as well. For sure. Absolutely. What I, what amazes me about Lifetime movies and their uh, leaps from reality is it's not like um, like sci-fi or anything where you have to, you know, sort of suspend some of your own, like, knowledge and belief and, like, think, okay, like, or it's not fantasy. It's legitimate, like, based on real life. and But at the same time, it's completely a 180 from real life in so many right. regards. It just veers off. Yeah, like when a person gets stabbed in the lower left quadrant of their abdomen and then literally just falls over and dies, you're like... Yeah. It would take you three days to die from. At least, you know? yeah. 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 You're going to have to go ahead and like... You're probably not even going to bleed out from that unless it was just right. You're going to have to yeah. actually develop an infection and then Sepsis. get septic. And, yeah. yeah. And then I'm... there's people who get shot in the head and they're like, oh, they come back yeah. and they're still alive. It's like yeah. so yeah. arbitrary. Yeah. yeah, it's very convenient. It's like whatever fits. Uh, whatever works. I mean, which is why it seems like it would be kind of easy. And maybe it's not. I mean, we, we've still not gotten around to writing our Lifetime movie. And we've it's had true. several ideas. But it does seem like it would be so easy to write a Lifetime movie because whatever fits in that scene to make it the most dramatic, you're allowed to do that in the Lifetime universe. Like, yeah. you don't have to abide by necessarily any sort of reality or rules. Yeah. The only rule is how dramatic and suspenseful can you get it by any means possible? Exactly. I loved this movie. It was bad and wonderful. And actually, the acting was was pretty good throughout. I think Felicia Rashad was a bit... Her performance wasn't great, but I, I feel that she was... I feel that she had a lot working against her, and I don't think it was her fault. They had ADR a lot of her lines, too. I don't think she was... They had a, she wasn't mic'd very well, or she was just talking very quietly, mm. and it just... 
Yeah, that probably creates the definitely an illusion of not acting very well. Yeah. How how would you compare it on one, the buzzball scale, and two, I think we should start comparing everything against deadly misconduct. Because I think deadly <laughs> misconduct embodies what we need from lifetime. Right. Both so horrifically bad, but at the same time so horrifically good. Yeah, so it hits I that think- sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, that was really, yeah, that was the yeah. home run. Um, the Grand Slam. The uh, Grand Slam. Lifetime movies. Uh, and it was shot in Oklahoma. Like, again. That just, I mean, that's the that's the icing, you I know? Mean, but that's how you know it's really bad. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't intentionally shot in Oklahoma. It wasn't like, <laughs> oh, this it was is probably during COVID. Yeah. 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 This, it was like, oh, the only, the only backwards ass state that is willing to to let us film is Oklahoma because yeah. they're such a trash place and they have such a trash governor that the governor was like, COVID, I'll come out and lick every single one of my citizens. Yeah. Uh, fuck that shit. Their governor is such an asshat. Uh, yeah. What is his name? Like Stitt or something. So I think against, on both scales, Buzzball okay. and Deadly Misconduct. Buzzball and Deadly Misconduct. Okay. So it's it's funny you say that because this actually this movie reminded me it had a lot of parallels to The Perfect Marriage, mm. but executed a lot better, mm-hmm. uh, much much better. You you I, I feel that with the perfect The Perfect Marriage we were confused about her Motivation. motivations yeah. and what she was doing. I feel that this was the, the instigator's motivations were cloaked. And then slowly revealed, which I think is a much more um, effective way of revealing who the bad guy is instead of instead of making you confused. Instead of saying like, oh, he's so in love with his wife. <gasps> Wait, no, he's not. You know, yeah, as opposed because, to she is, she isn't. She is. Yeah, she is, I was going to you know. say, yeah, because I'm still not really sure in the perfect marriage where... Right. Where, like, was she in love with him until somebody put it into her head that she can manipulate and, and steal and murder her husband? Or was it... Yeah. Yeah, I'm still not sure. So... Yeah. I feel like this this movie achieves that a lot better. So I give this on the buzzball scale. I say one buzzball. I only need one buzzball to enjoy Ooh. this movie because it was fun. It was It's what you go for, especially for a 90s lifetime thriller Um you know, it wasn't so cheesy that you rolled your eyes. Uh, and it was actually well told and, and decently acted for the time and for the material. And by that, I mean, it's ridiculous and kind of overdone at times. Carrie Russell, however, she does a fantastic job. I never appreciated her until I started watching The Americans and she's fucking phenomenal in that. Uh, so it's interesting seeing her because it's really the first time I've ever seen her in anything as a young, I never watched, you know, like I said, I never watched Felicity. But uh, as far as compared to Deadly Misconduct, I feel like this is Citizen Kane, honestly. <laughs> but the, the bar is very low. Yeah, so. I know. Like even uh, Stalked by My Patient wasn't uh, wasn't as bad as Miss Lee, Miss Lee Conduct. Yeah, at least it was cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. So just in your, this is more of a deep philosophical sort of question, which okay. is something we don't usually have the the time to talk to or talk about yeah. because Zach's around, you know, and he's a man. He's, and he's he messes everything up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel like maybe that Lifetime, you know, because Lifetime, I feel like started out more as a, a network to empower women and tell yeah. their, the dark side of the female experience. And mm-hmm. I feel like 
maybe like in the 80s 90s um i'm not quite sure when lifetime started i i know we 90 it. it was right before it was 94 i want to say okay okay yeah and i was thinking it was either late 90s or uh i mean early 90s or late 80s yeah um but i feel like it, it came about kind of as like slightly a woman's empowerment that women were moving into the workforce and and whatnot and they weren't really so much into the soap operas anymore right um they were more like oh i want to see women who are reflective of me yeah and do you feel like that over the 90s and maybe early 2000s lifetime found this kind of formula that really attracted viewers and so they sort of moved away from like something more like this where it could be perceived as um, a manipulation of a young woman who, mm-hmm. you know, is just naive and has these dreams, you know, kind of almost a, not necessarily a fable, but kind of a fable of like, you know, there's more to life to just this very formulaic, like, oh, this is what gets us clicks. This is what gets us views. This is what gets us eyeballs. Like, yeah. Do you, do you feel like Lifetime kind of moved, like had a weird direction like, uh, like yeah they went from kind of a yeah or, or like they went from women's empowerment to more like oh what let's just make money <laughs> yeah I, I i do you know it's interesting i i feel that they did kind of go through this they did kind of start off with women's empowerment but then we also have this movie where it is uh, a woman being a victim you know a young very young woman being a victim practically a child uh, and but they also have, but they also attempt to have a strong female, uh, if law enforcement official that, yeah. d- I, I think Felicia Rashad was a great choice, but I don't think that it served her well. I don't think she had much to work with. I don't think the character was written very well. I feel like maybe it was originally just the one cop, Frank Jigsaw. And then they were like, last minute, let's split this off and maybe create this strong, diverse you know, woman specifically for this programming. That, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think like maybe she was thrown in there like by the executives because they maybe. were like, look, our goal is women empowerment. Because yeah. even though like I I have not seen this film, as we all know, um, but I, I, I like I understand what you're saying that she's a victim, but I could also see like some of Lifetime being almost like fably. Like, yeah. like, hey, look, you are a strong, because... Carrie Russell was very beautiful and um, probably sort of an, like a, a mild icon in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I could feel, I feel like they could utilize that to say, like, even no young beautiful safe. women. Yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah. be aware, like, don't be so enraptured with what you want that, you know, it, like, what you want could lead. You, like, be yeah. more independent, like, um so yeah i i just and like it kind of sounds like listening to this film and then like having more modern films that maybe lifetime just kind of lost their 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 way like they were yeah to empower women and then it just became about like what can we do to entice a female audience to give us more yeah. money absolutely no i think that's absolutely what happened you know and I, I i feel like they're still trying to stick with that women empowerment because we do still see it in some of their newer films i feel like the execution has failed yeah you know i, I think maybe their attempts are still there but yeah they're 
they are also looking at what does get the most attention and get the most clicks and get the most just what's the most um uh just kind of outrageous at times like just what's yeah you know shock value type stuff while also trying to promote this woman empowerment thing and i i feel that they don't really it's tough, it's tough to reconcile those two things sometimes within one film and i think also they also try to remain sort of conservative too while trying to get that shock value so yeah they never they never go and that and that might more more be like for the f f FFI? FCC? FCC. Yeah. I was like, there's so Yeah, because we have very yeah. few fucks. We have very few actual yeah. fucks. Yeah. But yeah. then you also think about uh, Madam of Purity Falls, where right. like it's women pimping out young boys. Yeah. And it goes just, to the other way. Other, yeah, like, extreme. like very extreme, because I, I don't think like empowerment is necessarily the abuse utilize yeah Yeah. taking advantage of other people yeah like taking advantage of the side that you feel like has been taking advantage of you right it's not not how that works that's not how equity works yeah exactly like yeah yeah that's not what anybody should at least be fighting for in my my humble opinion nobody should be fighting to to not to exploit another yeah exactly to not only take over their oppressor oppressor but also exploit their oppressor yeah um, yeah, Lifetime is, uh, I mean, I, I had not given it much thought until, until we, we started this because, yeah, you know, we, we started this with the kind of, I mean, we didn't start on the Tyler Perry movies, but like just the, <laughs> like romantic. And that's kind of what my perception of Lifetime was. It's really, it's been an interesting journey just to go through kind of Lifetime movies of mm-hmm. all categories because you realize that. Lifetime has some depth to it, but I feel like having watched a few of their older films and then a lot more of their recent films that probably their vision when they started out has been um, pushed aside aside somewhat, that it's more now about, like you said, yeah, just kind of shock value. Yeah. Or maybe that was always their vision. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't there when they were created, and I didn't get their vision statement in my like, "Welcome to working at Lifetime" package. Right. So. Yeah. They definitely start out as yeah, being women being abused by their husbands or being attacked and and fighting back. That was definitely their core value system, and they branched off of that. And here we are you know 25 years later i think i think maybe one day we should do kind of like a a a history of lifetime like a like a third grade presentation you know like yeah blue nightmare that'd be fitting kind of of see like if we can find anything about lifetime's evolution because i am somewhat intrigued by yeah yeah somewhat intrigued by it and I never, I never thought that that would be something I would utter in my life. That's that, funny. Like, <laughs> I care about Lifetime and where they came from and what their background was. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just become such a, I mean, it's synonymous with, like, trash drama movies, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's synonymous, again, with, like, basically the, the modern soap operas of the, of the day. Like, right. compact, hour and a half, and it's... Did Lifetime start out that way? That was that their intent? Yeah, lifetime. I have. Oh, call sorry. us. Yeah, I call us a, Lifetime. lifetime. Call, us who call us. Are. Who are you? Tell us who, who you are. Yeah. 
But yeah, I guess uh, that was the babysitter's seduction. Rachel, I can't wait for you to watch this movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm planning on going to see it right now. Yeah, yeah. It's free on uh, YouTube with ads. Listeners, I'm also free on YouTube with ads. Ooh. She's true. not just for grandpa. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, follow us on social media. We are Lifeline Podcast on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Quora, Pinterest, all of those things. Come find us on Patreon or patreon.com forward slash Lifeline Podcast. Throw us a couple bucks and we will provide some fucking amazing content for you. You're going to get bonus do you episodes like and outtakes. Because if you like Chicken McNuggets, they're a couple bucks and they'll probably kill you. Lifeline, also a couple bucks. Most likely won't kill you. Probably won't kill yeah. you. We're, we're healthier least, than Chicken McNuggets. I was going to say, we're at least made out of 100% actual chicken meat, not just chicken blend. That's right. Rachel yeah. is 100% actual chicken meat. Read her <laughs> tag. It says so right on there. Yeah. Sewn on my back. Email us at life. Out of chicken meat. <laughs> made out of Chinese chicken meat. Yeah. Mm, I love Chinese, like, uh, like Kung Pao chicken. Chicken I in am... China, the Chinese chicken. Oh. <laughs> Canada called. They want their band back because they might you know, have no Canada place. doesn't want any of their bands back. They're like, you keep them. Yeah, they probably are. Nickelback and Rush and, yeah. Email us at lifelinepodcast at gmail.com. Ada, thank you for emailing us last week. Um, yeah, sorry for calling you a dog. I kind of revisited that this episode. So <laughs> it might be a thing. I think she's all right. Yeah, I mean, she's I th- probably fine. She knows. She's she knows she's she, not a dog. she knows she's a dog. <laughs> she knows she's not a dog. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and then yeah, of course, if you do nothing else, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and give us a quick little review. Doesn't matter what you say, but you know, honestly, we haven't had a new review in so long that I'm starting to think that we don't have any listeners. Which is rude. Well, and which is not true too, because I see the downloads. We're getting people are listening. You know, I or think are that people you are just listening. Downloading us for torture purposes. Oh, Ooh, do you think that maybe we can sign a contract with the CIA as like a torture podcast? Like, yes, to help get get. I don't see why not. Like our enemies. Yeah, well, they're like, if you don't want to talk, we'll get Lifeline in there. Oh well, no! Let me tell you everything. Niet. Let me tell you Niet. fucking <laughs> yeah everything. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. What do you want from us? What do you want from us? Oh, Rocky just ran off. Oh, poor baby Rocky. (laughs)